Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. We are doing a series um, this month and next month on finding Jesus in the Jewish feasts. And we've already talked about two feasts already, the the Feast of Tabernacles and the Feast of Passover. And today we're talking about the Feast of First Fruits. Now, when the Israelites were freed from their slavery in Egypt thousands of years ago, they wandered in the desert. And they went and they went to the promised land and they they were scared and they didn't trust God and so they God didn't let them enter the promised land at that point, and so they went and they had to wander in the desert for 40 years. And finally, after 40 years, they were ready. They, they finally had this faith and confidence in God's provision that they were able to enter. And they were there, and they were on the edge of the promised land. And over that 40 years, God had provided for them in the desert, in the wilderness, while they were living in tents, while they were living without walls, without security, they were out in the wilderness exposed while every other civilization was were building these giant cities and these walls to protect them. They were out, they were exposed, they were in the wilderness, and they were there without provisions unless God provided for them. And he provided water from the rock, and he would guide them with this, this pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. And he provided manna. And what would happen is that they would go out in the mornings, every morning except on the Sabbath day, and they would find on the ground this thing called manna, which was basically, I believe, like honey-tasting bread. And they would just go up. They would wake up, go outside, and it would be there, and they would be able to collect it and eat of it, Every day. And on the day before the Sabbath, they would get a double portion and they would go out and they would collect a double portion of it so that they wouldn't even have to collect it on the Sabbath day. They would have enough for that day already. And God provided for them in the wilderness for 40 years. But then they got to the promised land. And they got to the edge of the promised land and something changed. And the Feast of First Fruits is a feast that they would practice every year at the time just after Passover, where they would celebrate that they are now in the promised land, and they would take the first fruits, the first of the harvest, and they would sacrifice that, and they would offer that up to God. And it was this, this belief that God was giving them these new provisions And so they would take it, the first of the harvest, and they would give it to God. And this was supposed to happen, I believe, on the Jewish month of Nisan, on the 16th day. This is what it says in Joshua chapter 5. It says, On the evening of the 14th day of the month, While camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. And if you were here on Friday, we talked about how Christ is the Passover lamb. 
and how the Passover festival actually points to Jesus. Well, they celebrated Passover on the 14th, and the day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the promised land. Unleavened bread and roasted grain. In verse 12, the manna from heaven stopped that day, the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. But that year, they ate of the produce of Canaan. You see, the Israelites had been eating this manna, and God was providing for them for 40 years. But as they were entering the promised land, God was going to do something new. He was doing a new thing. The old way was gone. The old way of providing for them was done. They weren't going to get the produce of Canaan and the manna. No, the manna was done. They didn't need the manna anymore. They ate of the produce and the manna stopped. And it stopped on the 16th of that month. Because the old way was over. And something new was happening. And that is what is celebrated at the Feast of First Fruits. I think that many of us here are ready for something new as well. For some of you here, you may be in this situation where you really need a new start. Feels like feels like you've been trapped, like your life is ruined, your life has been headed down a trajectory that is just getting worse and worse and worse, and because of the things that you've done in your past or the things that somebody else has done to you, and it feels like that has gone and that is taking you down a path that you can't break, you can't get out of. And what you really need is you need a fresh start. You need a new start. You need that old way, that old life to stop because it is taking you down a path that you don't want to go, yet you can't handle. And what you really need is something new, a new path a new life. Others of you, others of you are, it's not just the path, it's, it's the way of living. And you need a new way of living. Because the old way hasn't been working. You've been trying things over and over and over and over and it isn't working. Fighting for yourself doesn't seem to work. Being a pushover doesn't seem to work. Ignoring God isn't working. Self-medicating isn't working. Everything you're trying doesn't seem to make a difference. And you just need a new way forward. And still others of you are in these situations where you feel like you just need a new heart. Because your heart, your nature, seems to always default to hate 
or to fear or depression, and you just allow it to exist, and it, and, it, and it just naturally goes to those dark places. It naturally goes to those painful things. It naturally goes to those things that do damage to you and to your family and to those around you. And it feels like it doesn't matter how hard you try and what you do, you always end up naturally going there. And the draw of lust and greed and bitterness is natural and overwhelming, and you can't find it. You can't fight it. You can't do it different. And what you really need is a new nature. Well, this is what Jesus says in John chapter 5. He says, Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear His voice and come out. Those who have done What is good will rise and live, and those who have done what is evil will rise and be condemned. And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. You see, when Christ died, he was tortured and he was killed. On the cross, they took his body down and they buried him. And they stuck him in a tomb. They wrapped him all up in these burial cloths. They stuck him in the tomb and they left him there. And then on that Sunday, the 16th of that month, if we've got our math right, the 16th of that month, he came back to life. He was raised to life. They went to the tomb to look for his body and he wasn't there. The stone was rolled away. The guards were asleep. His body was missing because he had been raised back to life and then he appeared to his followers. He was raised to life. He was doing something new. The Jews had been following this, this set of laws, these set of rules that were the old way that was God providing for them, giving them manna, but now they were into the promised land. They were no longer going to do things in the wilderness in the old way because something new had come. They were entering the promised land and they were going to taste of the fruits of the promised land. And that was Christ rising from the dead. And He is the first fruits. And as Paul says here, that Christ is the first one to partake of those first fruits, of the resurrection, of death no longer having its way. That death no longer having the final say. The new way saying that there is new life for you and that death does not have the last say, the final say, and does not have the control over you, but there is new life available for you and it starts with Jesus. He is the first fruits. And it happened on that same day that they were celebrating the festival of first fruits. The day when they entered the promised land, oh, thousands of years ago. 
He was saying, your old way is done. And I have something new for you, and it starts with Jesus. Just like birthday cake. You guys get that? Birthday cake? Do you know what I mean by birthday cake? No, you're all shaking your heads. You're like, okay, he was, he was doing something good, but now I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. How many of you like birthday cake? And I'm not talking about the cheap, the cheap, well, some of you here are probably like, I don't care if it's birthday cake. I like it if it's cheap or expensive. But some of you are like, I have a very specific type of birthday cake, don't you? Come on, don't be ashamed. How many of you have a very specific type of birthday cake? Yeah? And there's a very specific rule with birthday cake, isn't there? That when it's your birthday, who gets the first piece of cake? The birthday boy. Right? I should be getting some amens from you folks here. Come on. You know this rule. The birthday boy or girl gets the first piece of And then after that, then after that, everybody else gets some. After that, everybody else gets some. Christ gets the first piece of cake. Well, Christ has already had his first piece of cake. And that means we, now we all get to have some. Christ had that first piece of cake when he was raised from the dead 2,000 years ago. And that great cake, the resurrection, the new life, the victory over sin and death that he tasted first is now available to you. You can have a new life. You can have a new way. You can have a new start. The old life is dead and gone. It doesn't have power over you. The things of your past, the things that people did to you, the things that you did that, that haunt you, they do not have to have power and authority over you anymore because you can be forgiven. And He will give you a new start. And He will give you a new way. And your past does not have to define you any longer. Your past does not have to define your future any longer. He has forgiven you. And He has made a way forward. He's made a new way. The old way of life is dead and gone. You don't have to let those ways have power over you anymore. There's a new way to live. The way of Christ. The way of living like Jesus. The way of goodness and selflessness and godliness. You don't have to be stuck trying to cope with life in the same old ways that don't work. He has a way that is actually going to work and change and bring relief and bring healing and bring comfort and bring confidence and bring security to your heart and to your mind and to your soul and actually find healing for you and for your relationships, for your family, 
He has a new heart for you. The old heart, the old nature is dead and gone. It does not have power over you anymore. You do not have to give in to the old natural habits, the old way of doing things that just bubble up naturally, that greed and that lust and that selfishness and all that that just comes up naturally. Christ came in a way to say, no, that is dead. I died on the cross. That old heart is dead. It is buried. It is gone. And I have new hearts for you. A new heart that actually responds with kindness. A new heart that responds with grace. A new heart that responds with selflessness and security and forgiveness and strength and humility. Where He can actually change you from the inside out to make it so that your natural response to things is like Him. He has had the first piece of cake. He has risen from the dead because Jesus' resurrection was the start of something new for us. But you've got to let go of the old. You don't get the new while holding on to the old. You don't get resurrected from the dead if you haven't died yet. The old has to die. The old life, the old ways, the old heart. You've got to be willing to let them go. And many of us here say that we need a new start. We need a new way. We need a new heart. We say we need it, but then we hold on to it. If you want a new life, you've got to let go of the old one. You've got to admit that Christ gets the first piece. You can't come to Christ with pride. You've got to surrender to Him. You've got to put Him first. You've got to make Him the priority. You've got to honor Him and make honoring Him the priority and let Him be in charge because He's the birthday boy. He is the one we are celebrating. He is the one that has made the path. He is the one that gets the first piece of cake. He is the one that gets the first fruits. And if you can surrender to Him and let Him have His way, He will lead you into that new life. But you've got to let the old way die. And you've got to do it His way. And then, then you've got to accept what He gives you. You've got to accept the new direction. You've got to accept the freedom. You've got to accept the new way of doing things. You've got to accept the new desires, the new heart that He gives you. Jesus' resurrection was the start of something new for us. 
And I think we all here need something new. But in order to have that, we've got to let the old way die. We've got to do it His way. And we've got to accept what He gives us. The worship team's going to come up. They're going to lead us in a time of worship here. And during this time, this is a great moment for us to reflect on these words, on the words of Scripture, to consider what this means for us. You may be here, and you may be thinking, man, I need some Jesus in my life. I need some of that new. And you haven't made that decision. You haven't made that commitment. You've never taken that step to accept Him. Today is the day to do it. And others of you here have been following Jesus maybe for a week, maybe for a month, maybe for a year, maybe for several years. Maybe it's, it's been decades that you've been following Him. But it still feels like there's some of that old, broken life that you're holding on to. And He is today saying to you, you don't need to hold on to that. You don't need to hold on to that way of thinking, that nature, those past sins, those past hurts. You don't need to hold on to that any longer. Because I've already died. And I have been raised to life. And I have done what is necessary. I had the first piece of cake and now it's available to you too. This resurrection, this new life, this victory over that thing that is unbeatable in our hearts and our minds and in our world called death has been beaten. And it is available to you. And that victory, that victory is available to you. And so as we sing these songs, and we reflect on this message and these words, let God speak to your heart. And whether it's choosing to follow Him today, or surrendering some part of your life that you've been hiding from Him, keeping from Him, you follow Him where He leads and you will find victory and resurrection and the start of something new for you. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.